it just seemed like the story kind of didn't make sense. So I'm sitting there and I start to get paranoid. And I'm thinking, why wouldn't they mention that earlier? He has created a field profile, messaged us with other people's images. This guy in the corner was them. And I started to get angry. My name is Abby and I'm the voice behind the Evolving Love Project. In this podcast, my husband and I deep dive into the topics of non-monogamy and polyamory, drawing from our experiences of being consensually non-monogamous for almost a decade. My name is Liam. Whether you're monogamous, polyamorous, curious or anything in between, we invite you to join us for this conversation. Let's begin. Now, we want to talk about something that was an experience early on in our non-monogamy journey when we were living in America. Mm, and it is one of our favorite experiences. It's also been one of our favorite stories to hold deep uh, in our hearts and also to share with some of our friends. But we thought we might share it on the podcast as well because it is truly a remarkable adventure. Mm-hmm. Could we call it an adventure? It was definitely an adventure. We were on an adventure. We were on a road trip. Mm, we were. And I think we should uh, maybe set the scene a little bit. Okay, let's set the scene. Uh, um, so what year do you think this was? This was in 2017. Amazing. So we were in New York and at that time, I think you had gone on separate dates with guys. Yes. Yeah, so by this stage, we're having shared experiences and I have started dating separately. But mm. I think most of our shared experiences were with other women at this stage. And we'd gone to maybe a few parties. Yes. We were making non-monogamous friends. We were Mm. finding our way in the community. We weren't on any dating apps or anything like that. We'd never experienced online anything yet, I don't think, because we had the luxury of being in a city where we could go to events. Mm. But we found ourselves headed down to Nashville for a friend's wedding. And we were quite excited about going to this wedding. And these were friends of ours who weren't necessarily like in the scene. They weren't non-monogamous friends of ours. Uh, but as always, uh, we wanted to to have an adventure whilst we were down there. And before we had got together, as you mentioned just before, we got together before dating apps were really a thing. Mm. So we never had kind of had that experience of, of doing the swiping. No, we had a very meet cute experience the way that we first started connecting, but it was an app-free connection. And the reason I bring that up is because when we decided to go down to Nashville, we thought, wow, we'd heard rumors of this new non-monogamous app that had been released. And I think initially it had been called Thrinder. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And then it had recently uh, kind of relabeled itself to Field. Yes. So this is Field in 2017, incredibly glitchy. Yes. And I was so interested to see what was happening in the area as well, because we were living in New York. There was lots happening. Here we were more headed down south. We're Mm. in Nashville. We were road tripping. And I remember looking out the window and seeing all of these billboards. And there were billboards for whiskey, for Mm. guns and for Jesus. And I couldn't help but think, what are the non-monogamous people like in this area? Mm. Are they are they really closeted? Is it not a thing? I just wasn't sure. So we're we're off down south, we're off on our road trip, and we decide to get 
field. Um, so we set up a profile, which is actually was really fun. I remember it being super fun kind of and super naughty just to just be like, oh, what should we say? What should we say we're looking for? Which pictures should we should we choose? Oh my gosh, we had the best time. You were driving. Mm. I was choosing photos. We were mm. laughing. We were talking about hypotheticals. We just had no idea what to expect. And it was just incredible. And we had an amazing Airbnb. But I remember we were sort of more interested in just maybe having drinks or dinner with people. Like we didn't really have our hopes up. Mm. We were like, we'll see if there might be some cool people around to maybe have drinks or dinner with. Oh, and because we wanted to go to that really cool Urban ho- Cowboy. Hotel Urban mm. Cowboy. Yes. Yeah. And we had had fantasies that the people who owned Urban Cowboy, I think from memory his name is Lion Porter. <laughs> I, th- I think so. And he was, uh, I think he was married at the time. And I, st- I think they're still married. Um, but to this beautiful, like. Woman. Beautiful woman. And uh, so we thought, oh, maybe we'll go to Urban Cowboy and hang out with them. I know. I know. And we went there for. We did. We couldn't find anyone, I think, on that night to to catch up with, to go with us to Urban Cowboy. But mm. you and I went. We were all dressed up. And I remember mm. sitting at the bar and then. He walked in, the owner, yes. the hot guy, and he was standing next to us at the bar and I was just like, oh, my gosh, he is so good looking. Yeah. And I remember he chatted with us for a bit. Yeah. They that, went on field. They weren't on field or maybe <laughs> we just hadn't connected with their profile. But but we were lucky enough when we were in Nashville, as soon as we arrived at the Airbnb that we had booked, it was as soon as we walked in, we were like, there's a lot of bedrooms in here. This is definitely a vibey spot. The Airbnb was crazy. The house was huge. It was like an entire two-story house just for you and I. Mm. I was thinking, what are we doing in New York in our little apartment, which I love so much, but I mean, tiny shoebox, little Mm. two-bedroom shoebox compared to this glorious house. Yeah. And I think as soon as we walked in, we felt, okay, a lot of fun could happen within these walls. Mm, I think I felt the energy that maybe a lot of fun had happened in there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was what was rubbing off. And then, uh, yeah, so we had our, our field profile set up and then we spent, I think it was two or three nights in Nashville and uh, we had our field profile set up, but sadly for us, there were no matches until until the final night. The final night. So we matched with this beautiful couple Mm. who were so lovely Mm. and really fun. They were very playful. They were quite new to non-monogamy. I remember they had had a few experiences, but were still finding their way. And I remember we were all in alignment. Mm. Things were very, um, you know, we had very compatible desires. Mm. But the problem was we weren't as experienced with the apps as they were. So they were coming to Nashville in about two days' time. So they had set their location in advance to Nashville. Smart move. Us rookies, us app rookies, like got the app and put our location on when we were there. So there was no run-in. We didn't do any groundwork. So by the time that they were arriving, 
we were leaving and we were continuing our road trip down to the wonderful New Orleans. And what a travesty because we connected with them and then we declared our mutual desires for one another, at least desires <laughs> to hang out and, and catch up um, just to see where it led. And then we made this sad realization that we were going to be like ships in the night and, mm-hmm. and we would be off mm-hmm. further down south. Uh just before they arrived. Mm, but there was so much momentum. There was so mm. much chat that was going on. It was so much fun. And they said to us that they live in Boston. Mm. So we knew that we were going to link up this holiday, this trip, this road trip. But we thought, well, maybe we might see them in a couple of weeks. So I suggested, look, we're going to be back in New York. Uh, would you like to come to New York or we could come to Boston or maybe we could meet halfway or something like that? And they were like, well, this is the schedule. You know, I think he's a firefighter. Mm, so they, they had shared at this point, and this is important for the story. Okay. Extremely important for the narrative is that they had shared with us that he was supposedly a firefighter. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to meeting this firefighter. Yes. She's supposedly a teacher. And I was very much looking forward to meeting <laughs> this teacher, in matter of fact. And we had, I, I'd been to Boston before. I think at that point, you maybe had not been to Boston yet. I had never been to Boston. Yeah. So I was like, great, let's go to Boston. What a road trip. We'll have a great time because I think it's about a four hour drive from yeah. New York, if I remember correctly. Yep. And mind you, we're child free. Yes. This is pre-parent life. So we're just living the easy life. It's so easy. All you have to do is just find the time when we're not working and we can go. Yeah, exactly. And I managed to figure out a way that we could we could get away. For, I think we only went for one night. Was that the plan? It was just in and out. In and out because I had to be back the, the, the next day for, for some rehearsals, I think. Yes. And we, want, and we didn't want to leave it too long because mm. there's the momentum. And I feel like sometimes if you don't seize the moment... Mm. You know, things can run a little bit cold and then it's like, oh, okay, maybe in six months or something and then it just doesn't happen. Mm. So we were like, we're going. These guys are great. So we hit the road. We hit the road. The texts are flying. There is anticipation building. We had uh, booked this amazing Airbnb that was kind of like, it was in the basement of this building and it kind of had the vibe of like a, a slutty cellar. It was like a... It was like a dungeon. Yeah. But it was really cool. It was very... Like a cute dungeon. Very well done. Like it was a beautiful Airbnb, mm. very moody lighting, brick walls, wooden floors, mm. like dark sort of emerald greens and velvet. Like it was really a sexy vibe. And I remember laughing when you showed me the Airbnb and you were so mm. proud of yourself. Oh, I, I was like, I hit the gold mine. This is brilliant. Yes. But do you remember in the car on the way, mm. she messaged us in the group chat and sort of had a little bit of pullback? Mm. Do you remember that? She sort of said, oh, I haven't maybe been feeling 100%, but I should be fine. Yes. And I thought, oh, okay, we've really, the, the temperature's changing a little bit. Mm. But you and I, I was just like, that's totally fine. There's no expectation. Like, let's just meet for drinks and dinner. And I think that's just who we are in general. Yes. We're like, there's never any expectation, even if there has been flirty messaging and, you know, all of these conversations. It's like, well, anyone at any moment, if it's not a vibe, it's just not, 
it just doesn't happen, you know. So I, I reassured her that that's just no issue. Drinks and dinner is lovely. We'd love to meet them as people. And I think she was like, oh, okay, great. But mm. there was that moment where I was like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, it was almost like she was she was preparing us for the cancel. Yes. That's what it felt like. It was like the groundwork was there so that the next message could be, oh, actually, I just haven't been feeling better now. Yeah, she was. it felt like she was maybe emotionally preparing us. Yes. But we were okay with that. Yeah, because totally. Because for me, I was like, well, I'm still getting to go to a whole new city that I haven't been to. Mm-hmm. Like, we're having a great time. And I think with any of this, it's like you and I, we're always each other's uh, loving fallback plan as well. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario is that we just have an <laughs> awesome time together and then get to enjoy this like dungeon experience I know. Just you and me. I know that sounds really bad saying a fallback plan, but I mean it in like mm. the most lovely, like there's no bad option. There's no bad option. There's no bad option. Mm. So we get all, we get there. Oh, do you remember the walk down into the place? Oh yeah. That was the moment where, I mean, on Airbnb and I, I remember the, the images on the Airbnb listing, they weren't like super well done. Mm. Like the, the photos were, I could see, it was almost like when you go to a real estate inspection, like you can, you have to imagine what the house looks like, you know, once it's all like prettied up. But I had to do that with the, and I was like, and I read all the reviews and they were all super positive. So I was like, I know this, this owner is probably taking just some bad photos, but then as soon as we started, we had to, it was in this beautiful <laughs> part of town, which I forget the name of. And then, uh, and then, but we had to go down this alleyway and then down this flight of stairs to get even get to the apartment and I must admit I started to get pretty worried and then to open the apartment door it was like a trap door or something and then it was these weird very narrow steep staircase my goodness like almost like a ladder Mm. like the cross yeah mixture between a ladder and a staircase to get down there and I just thought I mean, if they end up coming back to our Airbnb, because that was the plan we had said, yes. we'll, we'll host. Mm. We're happy with that. And I've always felt really comfortable with hosting as well. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know, worried that, that they would be like, where are you taking us? Yeah, it, it did have the kind of serial killer vibes. <laughs> it, had, it had serial killer vibes. Um, but lovely once you got down. Anyway, fast forward, we get all ready. We have our music on, mm. having a glass of wine. This is a part of it, the whole experience that I love so much. Yeah. The what if. Yeah. What's going to happen? Mm. The nerves start to bubble. Yes. The anticipation is rising. Okay. We get to this beautiful bar. Yeah. We'd arranged to meet them at a, at a cute bar that was, you know, walking distance from the place that we were staying at. So it was, it was a, uh, we'd done our due diligence and found some cool bars as options. And we'd sent them this this cute bar that we'd found. So uh, at this point, it's important to say in the story, we'd had those initial kind of like maybe getting some cold feet vibes, but mm. reassuring and uh, we knew, okay, it's gonna, it's it's all gonna be cool. And maybe it's just catching up for like a social, a social drink. Um, and so we arrived at this very cute bar in Boston. Sitting at the bar. We order ourselves a drink. We're chatting. Mm. We're excited. I'm nervous now. The nerves have kicked in. Yes. I'm looking at the door. Mm. Every person who walks in, like any couple, anyone, I'm like, oh, my gosh, is it them? Is it them? And then we start to get the messages. Yes. And this is when the story kind of takes a little turn because uh, we start to get the messages and anyone 
And I'm sure everyone who's listening to this right now has been on plenty of dates where one person has been late to arrive and you start to go through all of the hypotheticals, like, are they going to show up? Am I going to get ghosted? Uh, you know, and, but the message has started to arrive. Now, at this point, we knew that he was supposedly a firefighter, right? So we knew their professions. So she sent a message uh, saying, um, I'm so sorry we're running late. And I think we were, we were supposed to meet at seven o'clock. Yes. Um, and so she sent a message saying, look, we're not going to be able to make it till 730. Uh, because there's been, um, uh, we had to attend a funeral today for a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're not going to be we're not going to be there right on time. We're going to get there at seven thirty. So we're already we'd got to the bar early because we kind of like to be early. And so we're sitting in the bar and we get that message and we go, okay, so you know the start time has been delayed by thirty minutes. Yes. Mm. So we're sitting there and I start to get paranoid, mm. and I'm thinking. Why wouldn't they mention that earlier? Yeah. That that was happening in their day because we were sort of already in touch and things were happening and we felt sort of close enough with them at that point to think, why wouldn't they mention that? Yeah. So I started to think, hang on, what's going on? It just seemed it just seemed like the story kind of didn't make sense. It didn't make sense that they would they would make that uh divulgement then. And then 7:30 came. Mm. And then 7.30 went. And so at this point, we're starting to think, okay, this is, I mean, we, we did drive from New York. We did. Like that is a, that, that's, that's not no effort. And we thought, okay, so if we can drive from New York and be on time, you know, they're coming from Boston to Boston and <laughs> it would be great if they were, they were somewhat uh, on time. And yeah, so I think it was. It got to about seven forty-five. Still no sign. And then they sent another message, mm-hmm. right, saying, "We're so sorry. Uh, there's there's more delays. We're getting there as quickly as possible." Mm-hmm. And we had started to talk to, uh, started to bring up with each other, going, "If they don't get here, like, what is the time limit for us to stay here? Like, what is taking the piss too much?" I started to get frustrated. Yes. I was like, I think we're being catfished Mm. and I'm looking over, I'm looking around the room and I see a guy sitting in the corner. He's been there the whole time that we had been there. And he was watching us. He was. He was on his phone. Yeah. And I remember drinking my cocktail and looking at him and I said to you, I bet it's him. Mm. I bet he is pretending to be them. We're being catfished. And you were like- just relax. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. But we had had a friend in New York, um, just to give some more context, we had had a friend in New York who had been like ruthlessly catfished at one point in her life. Yeah. Like to the point where she was like giving money and like, it was like this huge drama and she was even, apparently there was a show on MTV that like featured catfishes and like, you know, it was all, it was so extravagant, a catfish story mm. that we were just hyper aware yes. of, of a catfish. Yes. And just to, just to clarify for anyone who isn't aware of the term, a catfish is someone who kind of misrepresents themselves in order to gain favor with someone. Yes, it's very interesting. Yeah. Maybe for emotional connection or just out of interest mm. or I'm sure that, you know, you can Google catfish and the reasons behind it. It's very interesting. Um, but I was convinced that this guy mm. in the corner 
was them. Yeah. And I started to get angry. And he had he had created a field profile. We, we, we game planned the whole thing. We were like, he has created a field profile, messaged us with other people's images. It's super easy to do it. There wasn't like any verification. Like nowadays on field, sometimes we do the whole like, oh, someone actually asked us and it was a great idea. Someone said, oh, to stop from uh, getting catfished, I get people to hold their finger to their nose and send me a selfie. Mm. because it's it, it just immediately shows, okay, this is a real person. They've done what I asked. I mean, nowadays you can Photoshop anything. So even that is like, you know, you could hypothetically Photoshop that. And this is why I'm now very paranoid about catfishes. But, uh, you know, we, we were thinking this guy could have, this could be the whole plan. And this is like the jewel in his crown. Mm-hmm. He is sitting there like the king of catfishes in the corner, exerting his power over the fact that we've just driven all the way from New York and is sitting in Boston ready for this date. So I started looking at him and shaking my head. We're yeah. at 8 p.m. Yeah, we're at 8 p.m. It's an hour. It's like, it's just too ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the messages are still coming. On our way, 15 minutes or 10 Want to minutes. hear what happens next in this wild tale? Do we ever make it to the dungeon? To listen to the rest of this episode, you can sign up for premium access at evolvingloveproject.substack.com. Here you will receive a private link to listen to two extra podcast episodes each month and unlock the full archive of Abby's writing. Link is in the show notes. (laughs) 